to get started, come on, stand to your feet. Simple song says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Yes, he's good. Here we go. Oh, give thanks. Oh, give thanks. Oh, give good. Let's stay that again. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Father, we thank you for each and every day that you provide to us. Father, today we just want to thank you. We just want to honor you. Father, we know that there are a lot of needs out there. We know that there are a lot of wants. But today we just want to thank you. Thank you for being God. Thank you for being our leader. Thank you for bringing us a shepherd 
Father, to share your word with us, Father. Father, allowing us to receive it. Father, not only to receive it, but to hear it and to learn it and to live it. Father, we thank you. We glorify your name this morning. Father, we bless this service. Father, we ask that you continue to lift us up. Father, we want to thank you. We want to praise your name. And on this day, Father, we want to honor you. Let our praise ring loud that you may hear us, Father, and be pleased in our actions, our words, and our deeds. Father, these blessings we ask through your son, Jesus Christ, and in his name we pray. Amen. Oh, we're going to glorify him this morning. Come on, sing the song. Glory. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Forever you are the same. We worship and adore you. Oh, God. 
God, we're glad to be here this morning. We thank you, Lord. You didn't have to do it, but you did. You woke us up this morning, and I knew my name. Hallelujah, I can magnify your name, Lord. We thank you, God. We thank you for what you already done. We know what you already promised us. You promised us that we would be faithful to you, that we could have eternal life. And we want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, Lord, as we enter into this service, we want to ask you to let us put aside anything that would keep us from worshiping you, any thoughts, any deeds, any actions. Let us put it out of our minds right now and glorify your holy name. It is in your name, Jesus, that we're asking you for the blessing on our pastor this morning as he brings the word. We want you to let us be able to open our hearts and receive it, but not leave here with it, but go and tell someone that the gift of God is eternal life and that we know there is a living God and we are glorifying your name. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Amen! We magnify your name. Ushers, let the doors open, let the worshipers in. Ushers, bless you. Oh God, oh God. Come on, magnify him. Come on, worship him. Come on, glorify him. We magnify your name. your name God you're worthy to be praised this is the day that the Lord has made we're rejoicing and we're glad in it amen amen ain't no sour Christians here this morning we're happy folk this morning happy to be alive happy to have another chance to tell the Lord thank you happy that he brought us through another week's journey just happy happy tell your neighbor I don't know about you but I'm happy this morning I'm I'm happy this morning. I'm happy this morning. You sitting next to a happy person. If you sad, I got some happiness for you because I know God has been good to me. No sad folk on my pew. No sad folk on my pew. No sad. I got enough joy in my heart for you and you and you too. If you came in upset, I'm going to share a little bit with you because God has been good. Be magnified.
to glorify his precious name. And we thank God for all your many kind blessings. And I know that you just, you were just standing, but we're going to ask you to join us with a hymn for the morning. And it simply says, the blood will never lose its power. Won't you please stand? One more time, but it reaches.
will never lose its power. This time we're going to pause for just a moment in our service so we can just share some announcements with you. We have a thank you note here to all of you. To know you is to know people who are kind, considerate, and thoughtful. To know you to be grateful for the special things you do. And this is um, to everything you've done for being the special people that you are. We thank so thank you so very much. This is from Deacon Samuel Thornton and Roosevelt and the Thornton families. You well know they lost a loved one just recently. Um, Mary Coleman will be speaking at Ferris Street Baptist. I know she'll be happy to just get a little prayer from you. Amen. And we have a note here that's in class of 2019 graduate, Akemi Jones, and she's happy. And I know the parents are happy too. Amen. So we, for all of our young people who are graduating or whatever, we have so much to be thankful for, and we thank God for just sharing with them. This time now, we're going to pause and get some additional announcements from the media. Media, you're on. Good morning, Cade Chapel. Just a quick reminder that registration for Camp Cade is open through May the 26th. The cost of camp is only $60 per person, and the camp will take place from June the 3rd through the 7th. Please stop by the Old Fellowship Hall for more information and to register today. Applications are now available for the Nate Ruffin Scholarship. High school seniors, please stop by the Old Fellowship Hall after the 8 or the 11 o'clock service to pick up your application form. Sunday school class leaders, please be aware that your outreach project reports are due by April the 28th. Senior Miss Cade Chapel Kenya Johnson and Junior Miss Cade Chapel Tristan Ballou will represent Cade in the Jackson District Miss Rose and Princess Pageant on Sunday, April the 28th at 4 p.m. at the New Mount Zion Missionary Baptist Church. Let's begin praying for them as they prepare to represent Cade. And you may also support them with your presence and your financial support is welcome as well. Please see Sister Lenita Ballou, Vicki Nunn, Lynn it will come back <laughs> so we ask that you just try to figure out the, the rest that was uh, uh, being <laughs> if not just hang around till 11 o'clock sir <laughs> We're going to pause right now and just recognize our visitors. Listen, if you're not yet a member of this congregation, we're going to ask you right now, if you would, please stand. Let us thank you for coming and invite you back. All visitors, please stand up. Amen. Stand God up, visitors. You. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Please remain standing. We want you to know on behalf of our pastor, Reverend Buckley, and the entire KTF family, just so happy that you are you are here to rest. wish you with us today. If you're just visiting, please come anytime and schedule live. But if it's by chance you're looking for a church home, before you leave today, we're going to try to convince you to just find out why you're staying. We're going to give you something. You only get here at K Chapel Mission at Baptist Church. This is our fellowship here. Why don't you reach out and welcome your neighbor? Welcome to K Chapel.
in Jesus' name. All hail. now so we're going to ask let's see our first visitor um we're going to ask that you please come where are you sir yeah come on down come on down amen he shouldn't be hard to find no god bless you god bless you god bless you god bless you brother thick pen welcome sir Thank you. I do have a tendency to stick out somewhere as I go. Listen, first thing I'd like to do is thank the pastor. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to come and speak. I'd like to thank Brother Kelvin Williams, Sister Mary Duvall for the invitation. My name is Richard Spooner. I'm running for sheriff of Hines County. Now, I haven't felt this welcome in a long time, but I will tell you, I was uh, approached by one of the members. He said, you know you got two minutes, right? I said, yes, sir. I will not disappoint. I will make it fast. I was raised in Jackson. Like I say, my name is Richard Spooner. I was raised in Jackson, a graduate of Wingfield High School, former United States Marine. I worked for the sheriff's office for a little over 21 years. And the three values that I'm running my campaign on are integrity, experience, and dedication. Integrity is the definition of the quality of being honest. I also like to add personal accountability. Experience, you know, I know we've all heard about the stories in the jail in Raymond. That's where I started my career in 1994 under Sheriff McMillan. I worked my way up, I retired with 28 years, and the last thing I'd like to say, so I can keep it in the time limit, you know, I'm a member of Jackson Revival Church, so first and foremost, I'm a servant of God. All right. Second, as a United States Marine, I was a servant to my country. For over 21 years, as a deputy sheriff, I was a servant to my community. I'm asking to let me serve you once again, this time as your Hines County Sheriff. On August 6th. I'd appreciate it if you would consider me as a candidate for your next sheriff. Vote for Richard Spooner. Thank you, and God bless you. Hey, he's on the right track. Amen. <laughs> we have some announcements from Kate Temple.
Good morning, Cave Chapel. Well, you know, uh, our youth leader always says, be prepared to emphasize your event to the church. And lo and behold, he was right. The announcements are not working. So, Ken, you know I don't want to say you're right, but you were right. So, good morning again. I stand before you today to emphasize Youth Weekend 2019, June 1st and 2nd. So all youth 18 years and younger, please have your parents sign you up for a fun-filled day at the uh, Grand Paradise Water Park in Collins, Mississippi. Parents, we must have a head count. So please come to the old fellowship hall uh, after this service or after the 11 o'clock service and sign, your, sign the church waiver form. We must have a waiver form. And on that Sunday, uh, during the 11 o'clock service, we will have the Youth Day program. All youth are asked to wear the Youth Day uh, t-shirts. So we have that form also at the back. You may fill the form out today and then pay up on receipt. So we must have a head count for, uh, and a waiver form for the Saturday trip to Grand Paradise Water Park, and we must have those t-shirt forms in. I'm sorry, but no extra t-shirts will be ordered. So please, I thank you for your cooperation. Thanks. Good morning, Kay Chapel. You know, this church has a reputation, and one of those has, has several things that we're very proud of, and one of those is encouraging young people, when possible, to extend their education. And this afternoon, the legacy continues. For about the 10th year, the Mississippi Valley State University Choir and Valley Singers will be in concert today at 4 o'clock right here in the sanctuary. Um, they will be taking applications for admission and auditioning students for vocal scholarships on site. So again, today at 4 o'clock right here in the sanctuary, Mississippi Valley State University, Concert Choir and Valley Singers. Thank you. We know that you will take advantage of that particular situation, and we thank God. God bless you. This time now, we're going to pause for a time in our service where we all can participate. We just want to remind you that during the service, we only do one offering, that is our combined offering, so we're going to ask that you give as you have been so, God, been so blessed. Listen, you know that you cannot be God-given. I mean, the more you give, the more he will give to you. He that hath pity upon the poor lendeth unto the Lord, and that which he hath given will he pay him again. So cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now herewith, said the Lord of hosts, if I would not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. The word of God for the people of God. As you prepare now your gifts uh, for this offering period, we do want to remind those of you who are joining us online uh, that you can participate as well. You should see a number on your screen right now uh, that you can text your number in, or if you're a user of our app, uh, certainly you can give uh, online as well. There are any number of ways that you can give in this offering, so don't just think if you're not in the sanctuary that you're out of giving. Amen? Amen. Amen. God bless you. God keep you as our prayer. The ushers are coming now for this our offering.
I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continue to be in my mouth. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Let us pray. Lord, we do thank you for this hour, this month once again that you have allowed us to come and stand in this place. We pray, O oh God, that bless it upon the service today. And we ask you, O oh God, to bless those that are here, those who had a desire to be here but not able to be, wherever they may be, O oh God, bless them. We thank you this morning. We thank you for this offering. We thank you for those who gave in this offering, those who had not to give. We ask that you bless them. Use it for your glory and for your honor. And we'll be ever so careful to give your name to praise. These and all other blessings we do ask in your son Jesus' name. We do ask and pray. Amen. 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 I don't want to overlook anybody. Was Sister Lynn, did you have something you need to say? Okay, at this time now, we're going to pause for a time in our service again where we all can participate. Just pray that somebody will get the message from the song that the choir is about to bring to you, followed by the message from the pulpit.
of us and he loves us that much and he sent his only begotten son into this world to die for our sins he thinks that much of us what an awesome and an amazing God amen thank you male choir thank you for blessing us with your music ministry on this morning. We give God glory, honor, and praise. Amen. 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 Is, let's see, is that my daughter up there? Yeah, that's Anna. Tomorrow's my daughter's birthday, y'all. <laughs> I got to embarrass you. I'm going to have a few years left to embarrass you. Amen. Amen. It's her birthday tomorrow. Amen. And because it's her birthday, I know she shares a birthday with Brother Crump. Is that right? So it's his birthday. And I think it's Carol's birthday, too. Is that right? All three of them share a birthday on tomorrow. So happy birthday to all of y'all. Amen. So you get to, I get to spread a little bit of the shame. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. 
Why don't we sing happy birthday? Well, Mother said we sing happy birthday to you. Why don't we do that? Happy birthday. <laughs> Gospel, John chapter number 20. While you're finding it, let me welcome to our services friends from the W.K. Kellogg Foundation. We thank you for your presence on this morning. Uh, several are all the way from the state of Michigan, and so we give you a great big Mississippi welcome. Amen. Amen. Good to have you with us on this morning. John chapter number 20. Beginning with verse number 24, there these words are recorded. Thomas, one of the twelve called Didymus, was not with him when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, Put my finger into the print of the nails and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. After eight days again, his disciples were within and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Then saith he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger and behold my hands and Reach hither thy hand and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. Join me, if you will, in a moment of prayer. Father, as you and your son in spirit of one, please allow your servant, your word, and your wisdom to become one, that we may affirm the eminence of your kingdom, the power of your spirit, the lordship of your son. I trust you now for preaching. Guide my mind and my mouth for a few moments that I may be able to think your thoughts and clearly articulate your words. Touch, strengthen, and save in accordance to your will for us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to talk from the subject this morning, Christ in our crises. Christ in our crises. Thomas is known in Christendom as the disciple who doubted. Doubting Thomas is the name that has been given to him as a kind of tag for who he is. Doubting Thomas, doubt, that is the characteristic that we associate with him because of this text where he says, unless I can touch the print in his hands and unless I can see the risen Lord for myself, I will not believe. And because of that, he is tagged forever as Doubting Thomas. But I want to begin this sermon perhaps with a bit of defense of Thomas because 
I have to admit that I take issue with how we have over the years treated him. For, you, for when you examine his story as a follower of Jesus, there really is nowhere else in the scripture that we read of Thomas having a doubtful disposition. It's not as if he has a pattern of doubting as one of Jesus' disciples. We, we do not have multiple instances or examples of the doubtfulness of Thomas on display. He, he does not present as one who regularly second-guesses Jesus or holds out on being convinced to come along and go along with everybody else. In fact, Scripture gives us at least one instance where we see the boldness and the courage of Thomas on display. When Jesus was about to go into Jerusalem to heal Lazarus, the scripture records that all of the other disciples warned Jesus not to go for fear of what the Jews would do if they caught him. But in the midst of all of their fear, it was Thomas. Thomas who said, let us go with him and if we die, we die. In other words, Thomas was ready not to just live for the Lord, but Thomas was ready to die for him. Thomas was completely sold out to the Lord. Thomas had fully committed himself to Christ. Thomas was all in as a follower of Jesus. And what we have in this text is really just one example in which Thomas is articulating his doubtfulness of the other disciples' testimonies. He heard what they said, but he cannot wrap his mind around the reality of a man dying the kind of death that Jesus had died a week earlier and getting up from that. Suffering the kind of punishment that Jesus suffered and getting up from that. Enduring the kind of cruel and unusual death sentence that Jesus endured and getting up from that. And just like that. We've dubbed a man who might otherwise have a stellar record of faithfulness and a pattern of commitment. We've dubbed him as Doubting Thomas. It's the attribute for which he is known best. How unfortunate. How unfair. It is to take one moment in a person's life and define them forever by that moment. One action and define them by that action. One mistake and forever refer to that person by the mistake they made. But we do it with people all the time. We oftentimes remember the mistakes of people and tie them to those moments forever. People are trying to move on with their lives and, and we most readily associate them with what they're trying to leave behind. But hear me and hear me well. People are not what they did. I ought to have two or three witnesses in here. We are more than the mistakes we've made. People are not what they did. And rather than condemning people to their past as believers, we need to understand that along this journey, all of us are going to present with, us, with some inconsistencies in our behavior. All of us are going to miss the mark at some point. All of us are going to have a bad day, maybe even a bad week, maybe even a bad season, maybe even a bad year. 
And grace is about giving that individual the time and the space to live it down. Grace is giving the person the time and the space to grow out of it, the time and the space to put it behind them without them forever being reminded of the mistake that they made. Has anyone here ever lied? Some of y'all lying right now. You know you didn't lie. How would you forever like to be known, Marvin, as Lion Marvin? Come on and talk to me here. Has anybody ever gotten a ticket before? Sister Lucille, you raise your hand. How would you like to be known as law-breaking Lucille? How many of you ever eaten too much? Yeah, eating too much? Gluttonous Gertrude. I mean, we all make mistakes. Why tie us forever to the mistakes that we make? Yes, this passage of Scripture captures a moment in time, but it is just that, a moment. It is, however, a significant moment. I don't want to make light of this experience because it is, for Thomas, a faith crisis. It is being presented with testimony that calls for Thomas, Thomas's faith to go somewhere it had never been before. And at that moment and in that instance, Thomas's response was, no. No, I can't go there in my faith. No, I, I can't stretch my faith that far into the unknown. No, I cannot allow myself to enter that deeply into space for which I have no answers. No, I cannot go into this space that doesn't make scientific sense, this space that counters all conventional wisdom and understanding and biology. I, I cannot let my faith take me that deeply into the unknown parts of God, parts that I cannot see, sense, touch, and feel, and know for myself. My brothers and sisters, I want to suggest to you this morning that as followers of Jesus, we have been given faith to go with God into the unknown. We've been given faith to explore with God that which is beyond our understanding. We have been given faith to enter into spaces and walk into places that are uncharted, to blaze paths that are unclear, to see what hasn't been seen, to do what hasn't been done, to build what hasn't been built, believing that I don't have to see it in order to believe it. I don't have to see the end to know that he has an expected one for me. I don't have to see the healing to know that I am healed by his stripes. I don't have to see the good to know that all things are working for my good. I, I don't have to see the supply to know that my God is going to take care of all of my needs according to his riches in glory. I don't have to see my enemies stumble and fall to know that the Lord is fighting my battles for me. I don't have to see increase to know that the Lord is blessing me. I don't have to inspect the plane in order to know that God will uphold me with his right hand. I don't have to get stuck with the details 
to know that God is ordering my steps. That's what faith is for. To fill in the gaps. To fill in the places and the spaces that we can't sense, see, know, and understand, touch, and feel for ourselves. That's what faith is for. This text reminds us, Christ does not let us meander in unbelief or to remain in faith crises without giving us the kind of experiences and evidences that we need in order to believe. For he enters into our crises with us. Many of us know this story. Jesus has risen from the grave. Peter and John have examined the empty tomb early that morning and later that same evening after the disciples have shut themselves into a room for fear of the Jews. The Bible says that Jesus came and stood in the midst of them. Watch this. With the door having been shut, Jesus came in and stood in their midst. Jesus still showed up. The entrance being sealed off, Jesus came in and showed up. And then the Bible says, I know that he stands at the door and knocks. And if any man will open the door, he will come in and sup with us and we with him. I'm, 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 I'm glad that, that he allows us to answer. some, But I'm also glad that there are some places where God just shows up. We don't have to open the door. There are some places where he just manifests his presence. There, there are some situations where the Lord does not wait for our invitation. He just shows up. Some places where, where he, does not, he does not make a reservation. He just shows up. There, there are some places where, where, where he does not, he's not on the guest list. He just shows up. He shows up in our loneliness. He, he shows up in our weariness. He he shows up in our guiltiness. He shows up in our sickness. He shows up and everybody was in the room where Jesus showed up except for Thomas. So when the disciples started trying to tell Thomas about Jesus having shown up, Thomas said, you can say all you want, but unless I see it for myself, I'm not going to believe any of this. And just like that, the text then fast forwards from Thomas's objection to eight days later. Eight days later, Jesus shows up again. The doors were shut in the same manner as before, except for this time, Thomas was with the other disciples. It's as if Jesus knew that the holdout would be present this time. And he waited until they were all together again before entering that room. And in entering that room, Jesus enters into the faith crisis of Thomas, which says to us that he will enter into ours also. He'll come into our moments of doubt. He'll come into our instances of fear. He'll enter into our times of worry and our seasons of anxiety. We have in Jesus a Savior who does not let us go through our crises alone. But he enters into them with us. Even when we've shut the door, he finds out a way to get in. 
even when we close down ourselves say everything else he knows how to enter in and when he comes in Jesus brings at least three things that I want to share with you this morning first of all in our crises Christ brings peace to our deepest frustrations <laughs> he brings peace to our deepest frustration first thing Jesus says when he enters into the room peace be unto you now peace be unto you is more than just a greeting it is an announcement that speaks to their frustration. Peace be unto you is the recognition that they have been going through some turbulent times and traveling some rocky roads and dealing with some heavy loads, trying to make sense of some deep dilemmas. And for the disciples, the last seven days since the Lord's resurrection have not been a picnic. The body is missing. The Jews are threatening any of his followers with punishment as far as death. They are hiding in fear then for their lives because they decided to follow he who is not dead, but now his body is missing. And it's into all of that frustration that Jesus enters in. <clears throat> I want to remind you this morning that however frustrating your situation is, it's not too much for the Lord to come in and be in it with you. And when he comes, he does not come by himself, but he brings with him peace. Peace for our frustrated hearts. Peace for our assaulted spirits. Peace for our troubled minds. Peace for our weary souls. Peace for our tired, complicated crises of faith. I ask the question, what's gotten you frustrated? What's bothering you? What's nagging at you right now? What's causing you to go with unrest? What's robbing your sleep? What's stealing your peace? Thomas could not settle the reports of the resurrection with the reality that he understood. The two did not square, and it created a crisis in his understanding. And we face our own crises too. There are times when we know that we should love people but don't understand the personalities of those people. And the two don't square, creating a crisis. That's a crisis. When you try to love people, but their politics get in the way of you loving them. Oh, come on and talk to me if you can. That's a crisis. It's a crisis. We try to love people and the position that they take on various issues keep us frustrated with each other. That's a crisis. It's a crisis because I know Jesus told me to love my brothers and my sisters. But how can I love folk when I know that they're voting against me? That's a crisis. It's a crisis. It's a crisis. It's a crisis. And the good news is that we have a Savior who will enter in and bring peace to our frustrations. You're frustrated with the way things are going or frustrated with the path that situations have taken. Or maybe you're frustrated with the progress not being made on your job. Maybe you're frustrated with the mistakes along the way. Maybe you're frustrated with having to go over the same thing time after time with people who got degrees and ought to be able to do what you're telling them to do. Come on and talk to me if you can. 
Maybe you're frustrated with broken promises. Maybe you're frustrated with people not doing their job. Maybe you're frustrated with people not responding to your requests. Maybe you're frustrated with the state of Mississippi, the state that you love but seem to be fighting against everything that would cause it to be a progressive state. Maybe you're frustrated. Frustrated with wickedness in high places. Frustrated to see all that we could be and know that we could do and, and see people who are systematically working against that progress, frustrated that with all of your good, with all of your labor, with all of your doing, it seems like you're not getting anywhere. And the good news of this text is that Jesus enters into that frustration and says to us, peace, peace be unto you, peace be unto you. Number two, number two, number two. When Christ comes into our crisis, he brings not only peace, but he brings answers to life's desperate questions. He brings answers to life's desperate questions. After speaking to their frustration by declaring the blessing of peace over them, Jesus now goes from a general blessing to a specific request. It was a general blessing, peace be unto all of you. But now he turns from all of them and say, Thomas, I hear we got some business. Thomas, he, 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 he gives a general blessing, but then he gets very direct and specific with Thomas. Aren't you glad that God knows exactly what each of us needs? In the midst of this general congregation, he can point any one of us out and know exactly. Y'all not talking to me in here. He knows there's somebody here right now who needs a healing. There's somebody here right now who wants to stay married and, and find it difficult. There's somebody here right now who needs more patience with their teenage child. There's somebody here right now who needs strength because they're the caretaker for an aging parent. There's somebody here right now who needs guidance for a career path. Somebody here right now who needs insight on the direction of a relationship. He knows your need. He knows your need. He knows your need. He knows your need. He knows your need, 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 he knows my need. And in the midst of all of us, he can go from the general to specific. Says, Thomas, come here. Take your hand and put it in mine. I heard you have a faith crisis. I and you need to investigate it for yourself. Take your finger. Touch the print of my hands. Take your hand and thrust it into my side. Do I have a witness here? See for yourself. Investigate it for yourself. Here is the answer to your deepest question. I want to suggest to you today that when we are honest in our pursuits of God, the good news is that God will meet us right where we are. Right where you are, God will meet you. You don't have to be ashamed of what questions you have. Have enough faith to ask the question. Have enough boldness to make your requests made known. And the good news is that we serve a God. That though he's big, he's not so big, he can't come down and talk to you. 
He rules earth and heaven, but he'll have a sit-down conversation with you. He gives us answers to life's deepest questions. Yes, and when we desire to know him more closely and more intimately, he is a God who does not mind revealing himself to us in special ways. Yes, he did it for Moses on the backside of a mountain when Moses said to him, Lord, who are you? He said, oh, you want to know who I am? I'll show you who I am. He did it for Abraham, leading him to a land when Abraham's name was still Abram. He said, come on and follow me, and I'll take you to a land that I'll show you. He did it for Gideon, who wasn't sure about what God wanted him to do. And Gideon said, Lord, I need a sign, and God gave it to him. He did it for a king named Jehoshaphat who, who had the audacity to pray a prayer saying, Lord, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. When you pray like that and when you are earnest in your heart, God will meet you with the answers to your life's deepest questions. When you are perplexed about life, when you are unsure about which step to take, when you find yourself confused about which, which option or opportunity to carry out, this Christ comes into our crises and provides answers for life's deepest questions. Well, thirdly, lest I keep you too long, this text reminds us that Jesus finally provides hope to our darkest days. Jesus says to Thomas, I want you to examine for yourself the evidence that you requested. You said you wouldn't believe except you touch it, touch it. You said you wouldn't believe except your hand entered into my side, put it in. He said, because I want faith to be real for you. Watch this, this, this same Jesus who made sure that upon his resurrection, nobody else touched him. Came to Thomas and said, I recognize that if you don't touch me, you won't believe. He said, and if, if it requires you touching me, then come on and touch me. Said, because I want you to leave here with your hope assured. I want you to leave here with your faith intact. I, I want you to believe here grounded and rooted in the very thing that we've been preaching and teaching for the last three years. I want you to leave here knowing that your Savior still lives. And in so doing, Jesus gives Thomas Hope. Yes, I've added a little bit to the record in terms of what Jesus says in the recorded text. But you have to imagine that the last week of the disciples' lives were some dark days. Their master had been crucified. Their lives were in danger. 
They could not be seen in open public without being harassed or perhaps jailed and eventually killed. These were some dark days. But Jesus shows up in the midst of their dark days with hope. Hope for their future. Hope for tomorrow. And he says as much to Thomas when he says to him, I'm going to let you do the very thing that you requested because I want you to leave here full of hope and full of faith. Leave here with your hope restored. Leave here with your questions answered. Leave here with a renewed faith. Leave here knowing that your Redeemer leaves, lives. Leave here knowing that there's nothing too hard for the Lord. Leave here knowing that I'm faithful to my word. Leave here knowing that if I said it, I will do it. Leave here knowing that I will come and see about you. Leave here knowing that in your deepest need, I'll be there at your darkest hour. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Oh, can you imagine the restored hope of Thomas that day? He had ended that, that day seven days earlier with a depressed spirit. Believing that somehow the body of his Savior was gone. Yes, he heard the reports of his resurrection. But that didn't square with reality. And so in Thomas's mind, all hope had been lost. Can you imagine the great restoration of hope? When the man who could not fathom in his mind that his Savior was still alive was able to touch and see for himself. Jesus said to him, Thomas, leave here now believing. That's what I want to say to you this morning. Whatever your problem is, you ought to leave this sanctuary believing. Believing that God will meet you here. Believing that the Lord will never leave you nor forsake you. Believing that in your midnight hours, God will come and see about you. Believing that there is no crisis that you can come into that Christ won't be a part of. Leave here believing. With hope restored. With joy renewed. That we serve a living Savior who enters into life crises with us. He'll come in. He'll come into your fears. He'll come in. He'll come into your doubts. Oh, I know he will. He'll come in. Not only will he come in, but, it, but he'll sit down with you. Somebody here knows he will. He'll come in and he'll take time to talk with you and soothe your fears. Somebody here knows he will. You, you, you've been down and out and wondering, Lord, how am I going to make it through? But God came in. God came in and touched you with his finger of love and his finger of grace and his hand of mercy. Thank you for coming in. When all hope was lost. God came in. He did it for Thomas. And he'll do it for you. He'll do it for you. He'll do it for you. I said he'll do it for you. He'll do it for you. Your struggle, 
your frustration, your question, your despair, your depression, your anxiety, God will come into all of that and bring with him peace, answers, and hope. 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 I'm through, y'all. But I promise you my soul is happy. He'll give you hope. And with hope, with hope you can get up tomorrow. With hope, you may not even know how things are going to turn out, but with hope, you'll get up and get on with your day. Preacher, I got tests tomorrow, and I don't know what they're going to say, but hope will make you get up and get dressed anyhow. Go take the test. Because I know that as I go in the examination room, I'm not going by myself. God will do what he said. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, in Jesus' name, we want to thank you this morning that in life's crises, you are with us. We want to thank you that in life's frustrations and confusions and anxious moments that you're with us. Thank you, Lord, that when our enemies are boasting against us, that God, you're still with us. Lord, I pray now for someone who needs your presence manifested in their lives. There is a crisis that they face, a crisis of health crisis of finances, a crisis in parenting, a crisis in their marriage, a crisis in the community. God, right now, the crisis on Eminence Road, the crisis in California, the crisis in Sri Lanka. God, from Vernon addition to halfway across the world. There are crises. But Lord, we're thankful this morning that you are the Christ who enters into them all. For you promised you will be with us. God, right now, by your spirit, I pray that you enter into these moments where the crisis seems like it's too much and it begins to chip away at our faith and, and cause a toll on our, on our hope. God, restore it now. Renew it now. Build it up again. Anchor us in our hope. Keep us in our faith, believing that there is nothing too hard for our God. Now, Lord, I pray for someone who needs to confess you as Lord and Savior. I pray for someone who needs to open their hearts to you and experience you for the God you are. 
Lord, they've had questions for years. They've had doubts for moments. Lord, you know who they are and where they sit. So God, in this general space right now, I pray that you get real specific and talk to their hearts in Jesus' name. Touch that man and touch that woman in Jesus' name. That every question that they ever had, every fear that they ever possessed, every doubt that they ever wondered about, Lord, that they would be willing to come right now and bring it to this altar and give it to you, believing you to be Lord of their lives and Savior of their souls. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. If you're here this morning and you received that prayer, if, if you're here this morning and, and you've had the answers, you've had the wonders, you've had the frustrations, I want to make three appeals. The first appeal is for you who don't know Jesus Christ. If you have not made him Lord of your life, I want you to come now. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior and your Redeemer, if you don't know if you died tonight where your eternal home would be, that's, that, that, I'm talking to you. I want you to come this morning and say yes. I want to give my life to Christ. And, and I'm ready to confess him as my Lord and my Savior. That's the first appeal. If you're here this morning, you're invited to come. That's appeal number one. Appeal number two. If you've already given your life to Christ, but you don't have a church home. You don't have brothers and sisters to call your own. You don't have a pastor. I want to invite you to come and become a part of this church. That's appeal number two. Appeal number three. You've already given your life to Christ. You've already given your hand to a pastor, you're a member of a church, but perhaps you've gone astray and you need to come back home. Perhaps you've gone away for some time and you need to restore your membership. I want to invite you to come. If, if either three of those situations fit you and fit your scenario, you're invited to come now. The doors of the church are open. Won't you come now? Won't you come now? He says, I will be with you. But you got to trust him. You got to trust him. The doors of the church are open. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on now. Come now, come now. Trust me, trust me, trust me. Trust me, trust me. The song says, I will be with you. I will. I will be with you. That's a wonderful promise he makes. He says, I will be with you. where you're at, I'll be with you. I will yeah, Lord, yeah, Lord. be with yeah, Lord, yeah, Lord. you. Oh, if you, if you will only trust, trust me. Only trust, only trust. Trust me. You gotta trust me. Trust me. Something else he says, he says, I'll never leave you. I'll never That's good news this morning. I'll never leave. I'll never leave. I'll never leave you. Never leave you. Never leave. I'll never leave you. If you will only trust me. else he'll do Pat he said I'll fight your battles for you I'll fight your, your battles so glad I don't have to fight them God will I'll 
we're going to ask Sister White if she'll stand. Sister White is coming to join by Christian experience. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, bless his name. Baptized. Oh, bless his name. Yes, sir. If this church accepts you as a member, are you willing to work with us? Yes. Are you willing to study with us? Uh, amen. I'm going to ask that you go with Sister Butler, that you be scheduled for your orientation classes, all right? coming to renew her membership. Not that she ever left. But listen, if this church accepts you as a member, are you willing to study with her? Are you willing to work with her? Amen, amen. I'm going to say now, welcome home. Hallelujah. Welcome back. Hallelujah. God bless you. Sister Butler, for your orientation classes. All of those are coming for prayer. And I'm going to ask that you touch, take the hand of the person sitting next to you. And let us join in this prayer together. Let us pray. Father God, we come now thanking you for the blessing of another day. A day, O oh Lord, when we've been allowed to return to this place where we can unite with others in lifting your holy name, Lord. Father, we're with your servant, one of your children right now, O Lord, who's coming in need, O Lord, and realizing that you have the power to control all things. Master, we ask, O Lord, that you will look down on her life. Look on her heart, O Lord. The earnestness that lies within, O Lord. We ask, O Lord, that you would just take care of whatever need there is we don't always have to know exactly what's going on lord but we do know that prayer is always in order now lord we ask that you would touch her life bless her now in jesus name we pray amen 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 god bless you god bless you hallelujah hallelujah we thank god for these who have come we thank god for the prayers that have been Submitted, believing that God is hearing and answering all of our prayers. Amen. What do we have? What do we have? I just found out that she lost everything. Her house burned, and she's lost everything. And if I know you people here at Cade Chapel, that you will come through and do what you can to bless her and do it in any way that you can. Thank you. Hallelujah. 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 God is able. God is able. God is able. God is able. Is our chairman here? Chairman. Amen. I know we've, already, we've been ministering to this family. Amen. We will continue to do so. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, amen, amen. As we turn our attention now to this table of, of remembrance, as we prepare our hearts now to commune together, 
I, I do want to invite you, those of you after this service at 945 in the gymnasium, uh, there is a ministry expo uh, which allows you to understand the ways, uh, the opportunities, and the capacities in which you can serve this local congregation uh, through various ministry auxiliaries and opportunities. And so at 945, if you join us in the gymnasium uh, for the Ministry Expo, if you're wondering where you can get involved and how you can connect, uh, because we are one community. Yes, this table brings us together as a community, but after we eat the bread and drink the wine, we have to go serve. Amen, somebody. And if you're not serving, I want to see you in the gymnasium. Amen. Amen. If you're not serving, I want to see you in the gymnasium, and let's make sure you get signed up to serve. God bless you, and God keep you. Let us pray, bread together on our knees. We thank you, O oh God, for this day and for this moment of remembrance, for this table, for the elements thereon, for what they represent body and the blood of our Lord and Savior who died on Calvary's cross that we might be saved. God, you thought so much of us that you gave us your son. You thought that we were worth saving. So Jesus sacrificed his life. And for that, we give you glory, honor, and praise. And now, O oh God, we pray that if you find anything in our hearts, the recesses of our minds, should not be any wretchedness or unrighteousness, any unholiness or undoneness. Oh God, that you would extract it from our persons and personalities. Remove it far from us and fill us with more of your presence, power, and spirit. It is in the matchless and mighty name of Jesus, our Savior in Christ, that we pray. Amen. together. Praise God. If there is anyone here with a gluten sensitivity, if you have a sensitivity to gluten, we do have gluten-free wafers available uh, so that you might participate in communion with us. If you will identify yourself with the raising of your hand, Brother Duvall will serve you accordingly. Just identify yourself with the raising of your hand and you will be served the gluten-free wafers. God bless you. On our knees. 
us break bread. Let us break bread together on our knees. Let us break bread together on our knees. Can I fall on my knees with my face to the rising sun? Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, have mercy on me. Let us drink wine together. God together. anyone been omitted and he took bread break it and blessed it and said take eat this is my body which is broken for you likewise after the same manner he took the cup and blessed it saying this is the blood of the new testament which is shed for the remission of sin as often as we do this, we do show forth his death and suffering until he comes again. Let us drink together. And when they had finished, they sung a hymn and went out into the Mount of Olives. What a fellowship, what a joy divine. 
sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.